0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This week's episode is brought to you by Daisy May Hat Co., the custom hat company based in Nashville, Tennessee. They make custom one-of-a-kind hats from wide-brimmed fedoras to cowboy hats. All of their hats are 100% beaver felt, and it's the highest quality hat you can get. They also have the coolest shirts ever. You can use the code BRASS at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Go and check out daisymayhats.com. Embrace the fever. Live the dream. Brought to you by Combat Flip Flops bad for running and even worse for fighting combat flip-flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with military inspired quality footwear for men and women to help support the podcast and in support of women in developing countries head over to combatflipflops.com and become a part of their unarmed forces today be sure to use the code unity at checkout and get 25 percent off and brought to you by gfda good fucking design advice the voice in your head and the foot up your ass. GFDA makes prints, drinkware, and apparel for people who want to do their fucking best. Go and use the code UNITY and get 10% off now on anything on their site, including our collaborative product, Fucking Help Somebody. Hello, Jess. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Dude, you're funny. I was telling you, but I'm going to tell you again. You're really funny. Thank you.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, your yeah.
0: your TikToks are legit.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's quite the artistry. But I mean, I just felt like I've held myself back so many times, like whether it was YouTube or Vine, and then, you know, they blow up. And I'm like, that's not really the point. It's just like, yeah, I want to make other people laugh. And I again, I appreciate, you know, your support and your love, because I, I definitely hear a lot more of the like, oh, you're fucking weird. I'm like, yeah. And
0: and but what what was your point? Was there a yeah, follow-up like, to that?
1: You to insult me or sorry, no. I'm not trying to blend into a bowl of rice Krispies.
0: That's okay. I mean, I don't think you could blend in if you wanted to. I don't even think you could try. Just it's not you. So before I go down this rabbit hole, you're an army veteran, you're a total badass, and you're not just a funny human being, you're a serious, legit person. And I want I want you to tell people kind of who a little bit about you so they can understand why I think you're so amazing.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, I'm really hard on myself, honestly, but yeah. So uh, I joined the army. I joined Seaburn. So I was really nerdy, but I got the opportunity to work on the striker and that was my baby. And that was kind of like my ticket in, into like infantry world. And so I had the honor of having some old school, teachers and mentors uh, that really helped shape me and who I wanted to be and who I don't want to be. But after I got out of the army, I just kind of found myself a little lost. And, um, you know, I found some beautiful friendships throughout that journey. But unfortunately, I've had a good number of friends take their own lives. And, you know, I'm just, I'm lonely, I'm tired. and, And I want to be able to show up in however way I can, whether that be, putting a smile on someone's face or making them kind of forget about, you know, the daily inner critique or trauma that you face every day. So I, I want to make people laugh. I want to make them comfortable too. So, um, you know, I have a platform and I, I use it for a purpose. So yeah, I can definitely be serious when I want to. And when, when there's a mission, when there's a goal involved, it's like, I just want everyone to make sure that they feel like they're not alone, that they can get help, that it's, to get out of this like warrior mentality and, and, and also taking my own advice. Um, I'm so fucking hard on myself. I feel like I'm never doing enough. Um, but there's people that keep me, you know, keep me in check and keep me motivated. And, you know, those are the homies that are like, you know, watching me from heaven or wherever, you know, so um, I make sure that I don't get lost in a lot of things. It's easy to get your ego involved in all of this, but um, again, the goal is just to put a smile on someone's face and make them feel, um, you know, better heard or, or at least just make them feel good for a little while. So that's me. Um, and, uh, I'm in a lot of nonprofit work and I really love doing that. So just giving back really means a lot, however it may be. So that's me.
0: Okay. Hey, let's start with why did you join the army? Um, so,
1: I honestly had tried to join like the coast guard and they kind of told me, Hey, we're only looking for officers. So like, come back when you get an education. And that kind of led me to be, to be real with myself. Like, Hey, I'm not ready for college. I know I'm just going to fucking party and have fun and probably lose my scholarship or something like that. And, and I didn't really have the best grades until like my junior and senior year. So I was like, Hey, like, why not challenge myself? Like, army seems pretty cool at first i looked like national guard i didn't really want to fully commit but i just felt like i kind of wanted to get away with get away from like my hometown a lot of my own issues um and again i just didn't really want to waste my dad's money going to college so i was like this is my ticket out to be a little more independent um and do something with myself Uh, i had recently the, during my high school years i struggled with an eating disorder so it meant a lot for me to gain weight and be strong enough to join um i honestly didn't think i was going to pass basic training but i did and um and that pushed me to just be more than just a pretty face or a a funny personality like i'm physically capable and um and i thought it was badass that it was so soon to come that women could join combat roles. So I'm like, you know what? I'm young, willing and able. I'm an immigrant, I'm, I'm a patriot. Like this country has done so much for me, for my family. Why not give back? And I wanna go fuck shit up in Afghanistan, honestly. Like, I was like, I need, I need a way in. And they're like, we're opening up these roles to women. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. And, and yeah, again, I didn't think I would pass, but I did. And I just kept pushing myself that way and it, it really paid off. So yeah.
0: What year was that?
1: Um, I enlisted 2012.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so crazy to me. Cause I still, I'm sorry. My face sometimes does like a weird thing. I don't really control it. It has its mind of its own, but it does its yeah. thing. When I hear people say, um, they were just letting women in combat roles because we just never had that. And I was like, that's so crazy to me. I'm so glad that you got that opportunity though, because it's so fantastic when you're able to actually do the job, you get to see such a different side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And, and it was, it was hard, you know, I felt like I had to prove myself to the men and then even getting to the unit, you're, you're kind of like, taken to the corner and said like if you fuck this up like you fuck this up for every one of us like don't don't get pregnant don't be a barracks bunny like don't be this so again that was a really harsh reality I was like taken aback on how I was like introduced to the platoon and I'm just like oh shit all right like this is it this is real and I need to be able to step up instead of like oh well I'm cute like pretty face, like pretty privilege, doesn't fucking work here. And, and I made sure to earn that shit. So, um, again, like you can show up in the right uniform, right place, right time. But if, if you're not bringing anything to the platoon, like, then what are you doing? And, and that is such a harsh way to put it. But when people's lives are on the line, like you can't fucking play. So God, that was I'm a lot so to take in. 18, right 19.
0: now. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm listening to myself talk. Oh, yeah. That's that, please take that as a compliment because I I'm so glad to hear you saying it how it is because that's the reality and that's okay like I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the way it should be and I feel like you are too I feel like you get that that there's a reason why there is that things happen the way they do when you get dropped into that role because lives are on the line and I just fucking love that because I've never spoken to another combat female who's been saying it so honestly and that's okay not everyone has to and not everybody plays by those rules and 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 likes that and likes that way of doing things I'm more of the old school mentality and I believe you are as well when you have certain people to guide you they're dicks they say horrendous shit they're maybe not the nicest people but they're smart enough to teach you the ways to keep yourself alive
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, and it's being able to take that critique Um, for, a, you know, a while I would get like these counselings and like feel some type of way, but really it was like, hey, this is how you could be better. Like quit taking it like so so personal and see it as more of a de- like personal development like into the best leader that you could be because they see your potential it's it's the way that they need to form it and I feel like we're not necessarily seeing a lot of that nowadays but it could be any sector really so I, again I am grateful for that kind of upbringing even though at that time it was definitely like intense but um it keeps you humble and it keeps you hard working like you know you could be easily replaced by someone else. So why not like, you know, step your pussy game up. So,
0: <laughs> you know, what's great about it too. Cause it's, it's that it's, it's that cut and dry. It's like no offense in the military. Sorry, homie. You're just a number. Like it doesn't matter, but it's nice to know that you'd be grouped into somebody that's say replaceable, but replaceable because that means you're seen as an equal. You're seen as just like anybody else. And I think that's that's great that they, they honestly gave you that opportunity, but kind of were they didn't treat, I would rather that than somebody like try to handle me with these little like kid gloves. Like I, I don't respect that.
1: Yeah. Like I had really uh, controlling conservative parents and they kind of did that. So it's like, and I, I used to ask why a lot, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, I did that to uh one of my NCOs and I literally got fucking (laughs) dropkicked. Um but that's what I had to tell my parents was like, hey, you had really great intentions, but because of how you coddled me, that kind of kept me from a reality that was about to hit me just as hard. So like, um, especially like lately, like I love, you know, helping out my friends and like helping raise their kids, and that's super great. But it and again, like you want to coddle them, but that's not necessarily what's best. But um, they, whatever you call it, I basically just talk through the, like, talk to the child, just like, Hey, this is why we're doing this instead of just like, because I said so, because this, that, and the other, like, so I feel like that's kind of how they were to us. So it means well, and it doesn't necessarily mean like, we also want women to like struggle or whatever, no, but it's, it's, it's there for a reason.
0: Correct. It's not extra. There's no, as long as there's like, the, cause the military, especially the army, I don't know your army, but like the sexual assault rates are just astronomical and that's a real reality. So I, I try not to not acknowledge that in the same breath because there's a, there's a line where you need to make it extra difficult to keep someone alive and keep the platoon alive. But then there's also a line when you're an abusive piece of shit and there's plenty of those out there as well.
1: Yeah, Yeah. 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 And that's the, the big elephant in the room. Um, I, I had actually Oxel talked to a Marine recruiter uh, when I was thinking about enlisting. And I had mentioned the, you know, the sexual harassment and assault rates. And they were like, oh well, you know, they, they see justice and and they're heard and all that jazz. And then um, and then I went when I spoke to the army recruiter, I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that big of a problem, but the Marines like, and I was like, Oh, okay, so I'll go Army. That made made my decision feel a little better but really it was just as bad. So for him to lie to me about that, instead of preparing me like, Hey, like watch your back, like find a battle buddy, stick together. Um, you know, there's, there's blue Falcons everywhere, unfortunately. And and that's kind of my reality. Like before I was actually sexually assaulted, I was just physically assaulted because the attempt wasn't there, but I was just doing laundry in my barracks room, like or the barracks floor. So I was just like, again, it was from someone else who wore the same uniform. So I don't really care about whomever, if they're a veteran or if they're active duty, like I wanna see your merit, I wanna see your true colors. Who are you when no one's looking type of thing. Like I know that we all make our mistakes, but sexual harassment and sexual assault is absolutely not. And I think until we see like very harsh, firm justice, And like, see an example, like seeing these motherfuckers being sent to Leavenworth, they won't take it so seriously. Like, and I hate that it has to be like, oh, wait, like, wait till it's your wife or your daughter or whatever. Like, people just can't humanize us as human beings. Like, we want to serve, we want to be there. And then when something happens, you're like, oh, it's because women are in in the military. Bro, they were assaulting men before they were assaulting women dudes just don't want to come forward. I've heard so many survivors still to this day do not want to come forward with all due respect, but it's because of this gay stigma. Like, bro, you were assaulted. I don't think you, you didn't have a choice for some people overseas. It's just like, it's fair game and it's, it's not. So to say that that elephant isn't in the room is just to be really like to set up other people for failure. And we don't, that's it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. And it's okay to talk about that. And I think on your show, you guys talk about this. You're pretty open. yeah. And like, that's why I said, like, as funny as you fucking are, you're serious. And I think there's yeah. that conversation needs to be had. And I don't think anybody should be afraid to have that conversation. That being said, I would echo your, your sentiments of saying, there are plenty of people. It started with men just because we weren't there. It doesn't mean it was happening. And it, and it's always had the turn the blind eye. I know somebody in my unit and I will not say her name because it's not my story to tell, but I do know for a fact that when she did bring things forward, it was the, it was the golden child of like the regiment. So like there was no, it was not taken seriously in the way that it needed to. And what that signals from the leadership is like that you can get away with this and that it's acceptable behavior because you're in a war zone or because you have trauma or because those things happen, you don't get to perpetuate it because you're the leader or you're the one who has, that's what makes it worse is when they're the superior officer or the superior yeah. individual. That's fucking come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's literally like what happened. Uh, the, the same dudes that saved me from a situation were the officers and they were like, Hey, could you just not report this? Because, you know, whatever, some sort of, I don't know. I feel like, you know, we demand men hold other men accountable, but I don't think they really do because they put themselves in their shoes and they would want that same leniency had they done that. And that kind of just shows that they've probably been guilty of sexual harassment, coercion, um assault or or abusing their power because they know that no one's going to speak up against you know the sergeant major or whoever and that's what's so sick and that's what they don't want to acknowledge that men abuse that power um and it's not that we want to take these guys down it's more of like hey he did this to me he's going to do this to someone else and no one wants to listen especially to adult women so i'm like are you even hearing us or do you know do matters need to be so horrible for you to really pay attention so you know we can keep sweeping this problem under the rug and then you know we start finding bodies and unexplained people going missing like bro like again it's just the the elephant in the room and it needs to be talked
0: about yeah it's no different I mean the community itself when you're in is no different when the community what you're like when you're out the mentality of protect the mentality of eat your own, that, that reality and the egos that play into that when people blow up on social or blow up as a, as a, so-and-so from the community, you're not going up against that person publicly, like you can get your ass smacked down, like in, in a public sphere, you're going to do it and it's going to happen because that person is the superior officer or superior. So-and-so to you. Right. And, um, And when people abuse that power, I really find it disgusting. Um, You know, you and I, we, we discussed, we talked about this for two and a half seconds. And I think you and I were on the same page and it was, you know, um, so I don't know if it was about, I was posting, I said, I want to post about you on social. And I think you said something that you don't read the comments or the DMS or like things like that. You can't. Yeah. People are hateful, man. And there's no need for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I used to be really insecure so I kind of have to put myself in their shoes sometimes and like when you're unsure about yourself and you see someone shining you can either hype them up or you can throw shade that's just so easy it, anyone can be a hater honestly yeah. and when I think about it I'm like you know what like hey this girl's doing awesome why should I compare myself because she's in her lane I'm in mine Um, but it's just, it's really fucking funny when it's from men and (laughs) like, it makes no sense. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking 40 year old man. Why the fuck are you like hating on me for, um, so it just speaks volumes about them really. So I just try not to take it too personal. Cause again, like I have my people that keep me in check and, and again, I try to stay humble. So like, I know I'm not really doing anything wrong they just don't like to be called out, you know? So if you can dish it, but you can't take it, like get the fuck off the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, it's ruthless. It's so bad. I, I can't oh, so much. I could say so much. I, um, but I want people to, I want people to feel like they can succeed. And I want people to feel like that, that oh, yeah. people have their backs. And when When you're in communities like ours and and those that are listening that aren't in the military and you're you're just as much a part of my community, if you're listening, I care about you just the same. And when you're in these communities and you're being a fucking prick and uh, everyone knows it, like it doesn't look good on you, homie. Like, don't do it. Be a good person. That's all I got to say. Just be a good human. And if you can be a good human and you can... Elevate others and help others and let others feel supported, then maybe they'll feel safe enough to come to you about something that maybe happened to them or something that they've been struggling with because they feel like they have a moment and a person that they can just breathe. They can, they go, here, take this from me for a second because it's too fucking heavy for me to carry. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's the camaraderie that we're talking about. We push each other away when we're just being haters, when we're being dicks. Like it comes a time and place. But, you know, again, absolutely like, I think that's what is really hard to do is being vulnerable so that others can come to you. And, and that's not something to brag about either. Um, I see, I see a lot of people are hopping on board with like the mental health train and everything like that. Um, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, what's the intention? Is it, is the intention for you to brag or is the intention to actually help other people? Um, so unfortunately that's just like a hard lesson that they need to learn. But I know that I've, I've tried to do that because I know, even to this day, I still feel kind of lonely. So. um,
0: We're right, I'm right here.
1: Yeah, so like, but just making sure that others feel that same way you know, like, and I don't ever want anyone to feel as shitty as I've felt. So if I can share these tools and if I can help other people get on the up and up, then that's awesome. Because what other, what kind of veteran, what kind of person are you, if you want other people to struggle, like, or you don't want anyone to do better than you, like, again, get inspired and quit being a hater. But um, sometimes that can be easier said than done. And if you ever find yourself being a hater... Turn the phone off and go touch some grass, or you don't know, hug a tree go walk. Yeah, seriously, don't take it so seriously, and don't be so hard on yourself either. Like that person can do great, and so can you. Like, yeah, there's space. Hard.
0: That's yeah. the thing, right? There's space for everyone, and it's when we start talking about, you know, they can't because of or who they are because they're associated to. Like that's gross. That's gross behavior. We should we should never be having those types of conversations. I'll never understand. You know, when I was younger, I definitely had aspects of that. But I, I mean, I think it was when I hit 30. I'm going on 33. So when I hit 30, it was a, a moment when I was like, I don't need to be a dick. And just because so-and-so is doing well doesn't mean that I need to be sad. Why wouldn't I want them to do fucking well? But that comes with time. And that also comes with things like ego killers called psychedelics. Don't know if you fuck with those. I do. Uh, oh. yeah,
1: they're absolutely life changing. I think it can absolutely be a great tool. Um, it's definitely not an end all be all. Um, you know, I had a recent trip with Aya and, and I still find myself like learning to establish the things that I'd learned during the trip into my day-to-day life so that it's not just like, again, like it's absolutely a great adventure and dabbling with shrooms is so much fun, but, um, but making sure that I don't burn myself out with that. And the intention, I guess, is is key for me because I've seen some people burn themselves out and I don't, I don't want to get there. You know, I definitely want to work on my stuff and use it, like integrate it together. Yeah. Reintegration. Um, yeah. Is That's like, the key. It, it really is. So yeah, I'm all about it. Um, but just, you know, being careful with it too, is is something that needs to be talked about as well.
0: Yeah. So I actually did have this conversation this morning. I had, uh, on our mental health Monday, we do them live on Brass and Unity, uh, page. I had Jesse Gould, a uh, founder of Heroic Hearts on. And, uh-huh. um, so Jesse, we, we were talking about that and we always, we always bring up the same thing. It's like, cause when I went to him for my first experience to Heroic Hearts for help, um, they're very transparent. You can't be on any SSRIs. Like they understand the, the lead up and the, um, the types of things that you need to do to properly prepare for a ceremony and set and setting and intention are key. And if you're not psychologically set for that, meaning you're on a medication that could cause a serotonin reuptake or you're having situations like that, possibly that could occur, it's not right for you. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Psychedelics are not for everyone. And if you are using them, set and setting and who you're doing it with is everything. Afterwards, reintegration is the, if you're not reintegrating, that trip, what you just did into your life in a healthy manner with somebody to help you guide that, you're very often might as well just not even have tried, in my opinion. Yeah, because that's where the work right. begins.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's like you kind of go like ten step fo- ten steps forward and then like twenty back because again you didn't reintegrate, um, and that's definitely something that I've had to focus on. Is like, all right, what's my environment? What am I coming home to? What's my day to day like? Um, and that's where I've found like the most fulfillment and progress too. Right. So, because like, again, yeah, like then you did it all for nothing if you're just gonna get back into the same bullshit that you do every day. So it should hopefully like open up your perspective to see like, okay, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What can I do better? Um, and that's just something that I like kind of always do with myself, and especially like every year, like the new year, my birthday halfway through the year I like just reflect and make sure that I'm still on that path and then tweak wherever I need to because again I I, I've been really hard on myself to the point that it like I like just burned myself out so that was something that I need to I needed to like face and realize about myself was like hey I'm in my own way (laughs) fuck
0: right well that's that's sometimes sometimes you can't see it and that's honestly, that's, that's not being facetious. You can't see it if you can't see it and that's okay. But once you see it now, what are you going to do about it?
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah, like, that's,
0: that's the obligatory portion that people don't like to acknowledge or maybe do if they're, you know, going for the right reasons, but that's something that, you know, is, is incredibly important and integration is, is everything. And there's people, you know, if you don't integrate properly, like that can really, they can struggle afterwards with reality and what that looks like. Cause it can be such a shift and such a drastic change in ceremonies that it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's its own animal there. Um, so when you, when you got like, when did you get out of the military? What year? Uh,
1: So I got out, um, 2016. Uh, and then I went straight into like a technical college before I went full time college and honestly, that was like the best education I ever got. <laughs> um, Cause I thought I would be impressed with like a big school, like, you know, the university of Georgia, but I had a lot of fun at Athens tech, but uh, yeah, I just, I basically just went straight into school um, and started like, kind of just like figuring out who I was. Like I, I didn't really want to fall into the typical veteran stereotypes. And so I just went in and sometimes, I felt like that was also my downfall. Like, I just, I really went too in and I wasn't wanting to deal with life or the external. Um, so, I got into a bit of depression and, uh, uh, you know, having to get myself out of that was my biggest wake up call, as well as, like, again, my friends dying and dying young. So, I realized that getting older is a privilege and to not take things for granted. So, um, again, they always inspire me. I think they're always with me, but, um, but yeah, it was hard, uh, you know, and I was also assaulted, uh, by a former employer, uh, that first year that I got out. So I felt like I had, I I had progressed so much and then that happened and I was physically threatened with a cattle prod. Sorry. But like, that's where I was like, holy shit. Like, again, like this guy has probably done this before. Um, you know, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make out of this, like, okay. But, um, but yeah, so i I really had to take that in. Um, I was in denial for a while because, uh, he had tried to give me like a Christmas bonus to make that feel like, okay, what he did. Um, and so coming to terms with that, honestly, like made everything else worse. So I had been through some stuff as a child and then my, my military assault. And then this as a civilian, I was just like, am I stupid? Like what the fuck is going on? So there was just so much trauma. And so I tried to do it right. I went to therapy, took medication and I got lost in that for a couple years. And and i was just so up and down i still had attempts with suicide like i'm going to be real with that like i don't really flash my guns or anything like that because of my struggles and especially like my other friends so um i've just basically just been trying to work on myself being the best person that i can be now that i want to be here um but it's just it's definitely been a journey so uh especially with psychedelics i'm just so grateful for that and using it in the right way to make sure that i keep growing um, because like, I just don't ever want to be so afraid of life and so afraid to leave my house that, you know, I'm missing out on so much of my life. So um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a humbling journey, but, uh, but now I'm really into nonprofit work and that really keeps me going. So um, helping other people see the light and see that there's resources and that they're, that they can kind of get out of their, that rut whatever it may be is just, is such a pleasure. And it just, it keeps me going, I guess. So um, yeah, I guess like I'm trying to use all the negative to show people that there is positive and that you can get out of it type of thing. So it seems like a really cheesy, like come up story, but it's a, it's a really big reality for a lot of women and and even men survivors. So uh, I just want to be like a good example for those that have struggled instead of like, exploiting myself because of that trauma, if if you catch my drift. So
0: yeah, you're not exploiting yourself even a little bit. I think the way that you are being with it as open and honest as you are and as vulnerable as you are is something that I continually preach and think that if there were more people like you, less people would have to struggle because less people would not be aware. And I think it's that simple. And there's nothing more to it than that. You take something that is really horrific and that you wish upon no one ever once in their life, let alone three times in their lives. And yeah. so you're you're not explaining. No, anybody who tells you that can sit and spend. They've clearly been just putting their own bullshit yeah. out there on you. Yeah, and nobody would think that.
1: And that's where I also want to bring in like gentleness. Like we really try to compare like veterans, civilians, whomever, women. We try to compare trauma, and that's just not fair to the other. Um, again, like for me, I also have TBI, so like I feel like it it just took my brain and all my struggles and just like jumbled them up even worse. So again, you have to give yourself grace, but also hold yourself accountable because like no one's gonna save you but yourself. And that's kind of like a really hard thing to sit with, but that's what I've had to tell myself like to heal my inner child. Like I had to show up as the woman, as the adult that was needed in that situation. And so I'm going to help empower others and hopefully prevent other people from becoming victims. You know what I mean? So I'm very proud of myself, but it's also, again, just a very humbling journey, like, but it's been absolutely worth it. So, yeah.
0: That's a bit of a double-edged sword too, right? Because you want to help so many people so that they don't have to go through what you went through, but then I'm sure on the other end, there has to be some type of toll this takes on you when other people are coming to you survivors who maybe have never told anyone before, but they feel safe enough and comfortable enough. I mean, you can't, that, that doesn't go without its, without its own struggle.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like, I have to take breaks a lot and, um, or, you know, I tell myself that, uh, or how to kind of basically like decipher, like, who needs immediate attention and immediately like needs help and resources and who needs a, you know, a shoulder to lean on that type of thing, but also prioritizing myself. So yeah, there's a lot of self-care. Like I take, I try to take care of myself because again, I've let myself go and into that deep depression. Like I'm not proud of it, but it took that for me realizing like, Hey, get out of bed, get out of your pajamas, take a fucking shower. Like take a break from your, from your phone. Um, and some of these things are just, they sound so boring and so like, ugh, but like these little habits absolutely make for a, 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 better approach to life. Like I, I, again, I feel more grateful. I feel more present and I'm not taking things for granted. So just these little things are what can set up a great afternoon or a shitty day. So, you know, you don't let anyone else ruin your day, but yourself. So, I don't know, just, yeah, it can be tiring. And then again, just having to give myself grace to like, Hey, like I deserve a break. Um, and, and again, like putting myself first and my mental health and kind of having to tell that to some people like, Hey, um, you know, uh, I can't come to the phone right now, but can we, can we talk, uh, like later this afternoon? And that was something that I couldn't do before. I felt like I had to be like be everyone's go-to gal but that shit is exhausting Mm -hmm. um so like I kind of show up in different ways which is like that has been like interesting to integrate like either I can make you laugh or like like what do you need from me like and that way I can kind of show up better instead of just like pouring all of myself into you know someone like hey do you need resources do you need shelter do you need just like someone to listen and vent to like tell me what you need and I can show up as that. And that way I don't exhaust my own kind of like meter of like, gesso meter, you know, your bandwidth. Um, Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, that is something that needs to be taken into consideration. So whenever I find myself taking something too seriously, like I said, or, or if I'm struggling too much and I can't show up for someone, like I'll just, you know, you can just delegate. And that was something that my pride wasn't okay with, but I'm just like, bitch, you're burning yourself out. So um, there's nothing wrong with that either. And there's definitely been some people in my DMs that are um, like, again, I can lead them to water, but I can't force them to drink. And, um, and that's also like something real to sit with is like, you can't really save everyone, but you can at least try. Um, And that's where like other things are. You know, involved like are they're into really heavy drugs and and I can't control that. So I I used to get really hung up on it, but now I'm kind of like, hey, like I've helped you where I can. I can I can be here to listen to you, but um, like, do you want advice or or you know, are you just like, are you spiraling? (laughs) Because some people want to be done with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's not okay. So boundaries are are huge.
0: Yeah. They're key. They're key in yeah. healing. They're key. They're key in keeping yourself alive. But I, I I'm glad that you speak about the way you do, because there is that understanding if you're the caregiver or you're the person in, in people's lives who they come to when they're struggling, that you, you need to be available 24 seven, like it's their right to, to have access to you. But I don't know that that's true always. Yeah.
1: And I felt like, especially in relationships, um, I was like carrying burdens that I wasn't supposed to be carrying. Um, And so learning to release that has been really good. So I I think, um, and I have my own burdens too. So I I definitely like dabble into spirituality. Like I'm not very religious anymore, but I I do know that there's something out there and that that has helped restore some of my faith, but also like faith within myself that I can be a better person and I can let go of these things um, instead of just like dragging it around, like like the burden that I thought it was when really it's, it can be an empowering message to other survivors that, you know, they can keep going and they can succeed and they can be good people. They're not what happened to them type of thing. So.
0: I think you're kind of a perfect example of that.
1: I'm trying. (laughs) It's not
0: easy. No one said it was going to be easy, but what is that saying? Nothing, nothing worth doing is ever easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's just it yeah, it's definitely been a lot to sit with. um but yeah, it's possible.
0: well, I know you bring a lot of light to my life. i I can attest to that i I found you on Instagram through I think a mutual friend, veteran with a sign, Mr. Zach yeah, yeah Zach. yeah, so he's an angel, isn't he? Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> That's just he's comical. I one of my favorite things to do is randomly call him when I don't when he doesn't expect it, just so I can hear his lip, just start running and he'll get going on a topic about something. He'll be at the grocery store and he'll just start rambling off about yeah. just why he's the best dad. he will be like, my girls and Uggs, you know, that shit ain't cheap. Like he just such a good, like, you know, he just starts, he makes he, me laugh. He's a great dude. I, yeah. I bring him up because that's how I found you. And I think it's when people that are trying to do good in the world, they show up and elevate others. And I feel like I wouldn't have found you without him and your stuff. I can tell you, I, I, if I'm honestly having a rough day, I hate being on social media. It stresses me out. It's I do it because it's, it's a necessary evil. It feels like nowadays, if you want to be successful in anything we do. Um, so I've I've made my peace with it and my definitely my boundaries with it. But that being said, when I when I do want a good laugh, your page is like always <laughs> solid. And so what how do you go from <laughs> how do you go from this badass chick in the army to surviving some horrific situations, which I'm really glad you're still with us and I'm glad that you're gonna keep choosing to live with us. So thank you for that. Um How do you go from that to one of the funniest people I've gotten the pleasure of meeting through online?
1: Uh, You know, honestly, it's because uh, that's how I would self-soothe myself. I would would just find a way to laugh and make light of the situation, Um, but also it's because I have i am i'm, I'm going to be honest i just have this like just inner sadness that just unfortunately is just going to be a part of me um but i love to make other people laugh i feel like as a little girl I loved. I love to sing. I love to dance and I love to like entertain and whatever. Um, Cause my parents would have parties or my family would have parties and we would get bored. And like, I was tired of just being in the same room with all my cousins. Um, so I would just be fucking weird and they would like it. And I'm just like, okay, this is great. So I've just carried that throughout my life. And And yeah, if I can make other people laugh, that's great. But like, again, I just don't, I don't take social media too seriously because it's just social media. Like that's just what it is. Um, and so, and it makes me feel really good when I can make other people feel really good and get them out of that dark place. Cause again, I know that place all too well. So, um, I don't necessarily do it for other people, but it, it makes me feel good that it does bring a light. Um, but a part of me has always just wanted to entertain in a way. So uh, I, I mean, I write jokes, I've done stand-up comedy. Like I just, I do like being in the light, but like, I don't know. I think I bring a little bit of flair to things. I, I don't know how to put it, but yeah, just I don't know. It makes me happy. I, you know, if I could dress up and do more with it, I totally could. I definitely have my own limitations, like creativity, creativity wise. Um, But yeah, it makes me happy making other people happy. Like Robin Williams is a huge inspiration and, and I just really relate like when you're, when you're just really fucking sad, like, you know, usually like music or like my cats or just me being me, like I would, I would play with myself a lot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> perfect that's your clip of the day but and that's where her clip lies
1: and i knew you'd and, come through for me yeah and, and 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 if someone was watching or like my sister would come by and like laugh at it i'm like okay cool but like really it's just to self-entertain like I don't know. The, this world can be really shitty. So like if I can make it into a joke, then like I'm going to do it and it's going to be fucking hilarious. So I'm going to do other people it. laugh then that's great, but I'm laughing. So
0: yeah, that's right. Cause there's something to be said for laughter doesn't have to always be for others. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm just a big goofball. And I mean, yeah, that's gotten me into some good positions in my life and definitely like not some good situations, but Whatever. And yeah, it keeps me humble because you know, people like love to critique you whenever you're doing something. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I could my jokes could be better. Like I could talk about something else. But um, but yeah, again, I just don't take anything too seriously. So
0: <laughs> well, whatever. at least in
1: that sector, like there's a time and place, you know what I mean? Like I'm a business bitch, but everything else is just <laughs> yeah,
0: the struggle's real when that has to cross over, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but like especially like photo shoots like I can be joking and making funny faces and then just like dead like let's fucking go like it's just it's a I don't know (laughs) I think that's a talent
0: it is a talent it's not easy to do that's why I said it that's why I didn't say it sarcastically I was like so you know when you have to be an adult in the room
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's (laughs) yep it'd be that way
0: (laughs) yeah the struggle is real I don't know I always something always slips Uh, Something always slips when I'm doing something like this (laughs) is always slips. Like I can't, you can't not make a joke about something at some point. I mean, there has to be, there has to be a part of you that's authentically there. That just kind of shows itself.
1: Yeah, of course. I just, I don't know. Blending in doesn't seem like anything that I want to do, honestly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It seems horrific in our day and age. (sighs) Well, now that I just
1: know myself like I'm I'm more than that, you know what I mean? Like everyone can bring something to the table, but I think a lot of folks are just too afraid to stand out in any way, shape or form, and that's honestly what holds a lot of people back. So if you can like if you can inspire someone to find that within themselves or, you know, show someone to do that, then they can also like have that inner self-confidence and that peace that, you know, they're not just another like, you know, fish in the stream type of thing.
0: Yeah. And I think that's important, especially, like I said, as population grows and society does weird ass thing, it's important to find yourself in that or you'll get lost. Yeah. We don't need any more lost souls. I prefer people to, to want to love themselves and to love themselves. It's not an easy process. There's definitely work involved, like you said, but when you find yourself finally, God, isn't it a good feeling?
1: Oh my God. It's, yeah, it's definitely, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever been this happy in so long. So it feels so good. And I just want other people to get there too. So, um, I'm, I'm trying, I, Lord knows I'm fucking trying.
0: <laughs> I know, but that's, that's, that's more than half of it that's the thing, right? People don't want to put effort into many things because God forbid they do and they actually put their heart and soul into it and they fail. So then they feel like they're a failure on all different aspects. But really it's, that's the the saddest thing anyone can ever say to me is I never tried because I was afraid to fail. Okay. But like the potential that's lost.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Can Can you imagine, just imagine for a moment here with me, if Elon Musk never once Decided to go down the routes. Let's just talk about that for a second. Right. Think about that. Technology, science, where would we be? I don't know. I think about those weird things. That that's fucking
1: deep. But yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) I mean that's
0: just the reality (laughs) of it.
1: So yeah, and there's plenty of people that talk shit about him when he was, you know, at least trying. Um, so that's why I also don't take a lot of that shade and hate too seriously. Like again, like. If you were really happy with yourself, would you be, like, commenting these things? Or, like, are these points valid? Like, if you're on TikTok boots, you deserve to be fucking roasted. But if you're out here, like, you know, attempting to to change something and innovate, then, like, fuck yeah, bro. Like, you're not hurting anyone. Uh, But, yeah, haters will hate. Potatoes will (laughs) hate.
0: Oh, that's that's so good. But I do wonder that sometimes. I wonder if, like, we just never if certain people just never tried, I mean, it would be really tragic. I think people should want to try, but again, that happens sometimes if your parents are a certain way they didn't, you know, they, they, they try to protect you and they, or they don't foster creativity. I mean, that's a, that's a thing I see my, my kids in school. So it's a thing I see. And that's something that's on my mind. It's just like this constant, like every day he goes, his light bulb slowly turns out. So you got to like foster it in every other way so that he doesn't become just like a spit out of everyone else, like that's you don't you don't want somebody to be in their forties just finding themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I mean that's a whole identity crisis. But but no, seriously, I totally feel that. Like that's that generational like limitations that you're putting onto your child. Like I, I applaud anyone who is a parent. That is some hard fucking work. But oh. um, but to limit your child to not dream and be more than what you are and what y'all currently have is just very narrow-minded and like you would want more for your child you know what i mean like mm-hmm. more open perspective or or more loving more more compassionate
0: um more successful yeah what not you want your child to be successful so like i know it's just interesting being a parent now watching it yeah just watching other grown adults raise raise human yeah. beings that'll just be in society now
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, both young boys and both young girls, like I feel like someone, people try to stress like, oh, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. And like, no, it's just, it's the youth period. We, and if we want to see changes within our own age group, we need to implement that into children as well, kind of. Um, but yeah, it is a little scary. Like I felt like I was, I was nannying this one boy and he was hanging around with uh, his grandpa too much. And he was starting of to course. say, certain things, so I was like, oh, shit, you're listening to Pappy? Pappy is oh, no. racist. So, and again, I'm Latina. Like, if you're going to hire me as your nanny, Pappy is a little want, racist. Yeah, you would want to make sure that your youngin' and your family aren't saying, like, racist-ass shit because I'm going to call it out,
0: so. I can't play that. Okay, the, this is the difference between America and Canada. This is one of the very freedom number two. But, um, the difference is when I go down to the States and I'm in an Uber and I can't even say some of the things, some of these people say, but they're like, these people are running the bank systems and they, and, and, and these people are doing, and I'm going, I'm what you I'm sorry. I, I don't know if maybe this is me or I'm just Canadian or naive. I mean, I'm well enough traveled. I've just never, but why When I go to the States in particular, do people think sometimes it's okay to talk the way that they speak, the the language that they choose to use to a stranger, just about life? What?
1: And that's where you can tell that some people, you know, weren't on chat rooms, talking shit. And then the next day you get your ass beat you know, you have the freedom of speech to say whatever you want, but that doesn't mean that you're free of the consequences of those things. So, I mean, that's just what it is. If you're going to talk shit about someone on the internet and you expect them to not deck you in the face or the repercussions of your actions happening, then like you're, you're kind of, a, a little ignorant honestly so you know you got to call that out and and when people call them out they think that the people calling them out are assholes but really you're huh. just like no bro what you said was fucked up you can say it like you can I, say the n word but what's going to happen
0: you're going to get punched in the face
1: yeah so fuck around kind find out find
0: out yeah. exactly
1: um, So again, like, say what you want, but like, there are going to be people that disagree with you. There's going to be people that don't agree, like, don't necessarily like what you said. So I think that's where people kind of get lost in the freedom of speech thing. Um, Hey,
0: at least you have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially like, I mean, I get it. People want to talk shit about the president. The president is just a puppet. Okay. So whatever side, like two wings same fucking shit bird honestly like and there's always like that divisive shit but it's just like no we can agree that sometimes the president is just the puppet and we're not going to agree with whatever they say or do so uh just yeah the ignorance on that part like at least you have the ability to say hey fuck blah 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 or yeah you
0: know because i can't
1: yeah and like people in other countries get killed for that shit so like
0: bro like I mean, we're not getting killed yet. We're just getting trampled by horses and like all of our rights taken. That's a different conversation. Oh
1: my God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're
0: like, please don't go there with me, Kelsey. No, but it's true. I just, I blew my mind. I was just in Texas for almost three weeks and it, ah, God, I love, I love Americans (laughs) sometimes. I just. Yeah. Yeah, and well, it's like the
1: same conversation. Like Americans will travel to other countries and then wonder why people don't fucking like them and don't want them it's there. It's not just
0: Americans. Listen, I'll, I'll pick on yeah. another country for people. Let me pick on some other people. So like, for example, when I went to Asia after I gave, uh, gave birth to my human being, the thing I grew in my body, that is a fucking miracle that I can do. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, yeah. Women have this thing where we can make life and then physically push it out of ourselves.
1: <sighs>
0: have you heard? It's fucking yeah. wild. It's, I know. I know. Beautiful. So I I go to Asia, and. I get this, and these are people we know. But this is just also how I've I've seen it to strangers, where they uh, go, "I can't do the accent." I was going to do the accent, I stopped myself. Oh, I'm so proud of myself right there. Oh, just had a yeah. moment. But, um, yeah. Why do you look so fat? Yeah, I. You know what accent I want to do right now. Let's <laughs> try. But why do you look so fat? That's I just had a baby. Yeah, but you need to lose the weight faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, what? I, I mean, know I, yeah, gained a I, mean, lot. I go
1: there. Yeah. Culturally, like, you mm-hmm. know, people of yeah. color are very blunt, very forward and very brash. So yeah, that's socially can really clash with other people. And, and I've had to actually tell my mom shit like that. Like, like you can't <laughs> say that stuff to me, mom. Like you wonder,
0: and you say these things to me, <laughs> like bro. Like mom, no. Yeah. It's, it's ruthless. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's yeah. Ruthless. They're fucking mean.
1: They're mean.
0: Yeah. And they'll tell you to your face.
1: Exactly. And like family members, even worse. Just like. Oh ruthless.
0: yeah. The nicknames. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, anyway, so it's not just America, but it's yeah, culturally, right. it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. interesting. It's so interesting yeah. when you go to different the places. clash and cultures. It's a totally. clash. And it's, and it's, and it's a, it's definitely a a thing. And I feel like the Western society is, has gotten much softer in the way that we handle things. And we don't, we don't, nothing's funny anymore. Nothing's funny anymore. How dare you be funny about anything you're offending someone. So I just try to stay in my lane and and I think you do too, to an extent, but I think you push boundaries, which is nice because you're not only respectful about it, you're doing it for a meaningful, purposeful way. You're not attempting to harm anyone. And you've never, I've never seen you do anything that could be harmful. I think the light you try to bring really comes off. And, um, I'm glad that you do. There isn't a lot, you know, in society that is, you know, it seems like we can get away with anything now, really, uh, yeah there's no rules to a lot and you seem to take it. You there, you understand the responsibility that you have when you're doing something as a public figure or an influencer, or you're just trying to help. There is still a bit of a responsibility there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, for example, the, the woman that committed stolen valor, like I had commented on something months ago before she got caught and I got called all these names, but really I was just trying to bring some logic into the conversation. It just so happens that I'm a woman calling out another woman. So people get really defensive and I get it, but I'm not doing it to, I'm just asking the necessary questions again. And then things ended up being right. I don't like that I was right, but just the fact that I was immediately shunned for having, you know, a a legitimate question. Um, What happened there? What happened there? Well, I like, I called her out. I was like, did this woman actually serve like in the it? Marine Corps? Um, I forgot her name.
0: Okay. I don't know about this. Oh. That's why
1: I'm asking. Oh, okay. Hold on. Sorry.
0: No, don't, don't apologize. That's totally okay. That's my fault. I should have addressed um, that. But wh- yeah, I want to know, I want to know what you're talking about because I know people, that's a. Okay. That's a legitimate. That's right. a hard she one. Goes
1: by, she goes by Sarah Cavanaugh um okay. and she claimed to be a combat um combat marine and that she needed all of this help um financially with medical bills um turns out that she used she used her position at the VA to you know oh, access wow. someone's DD214 copy pasted and turns out that that marine is actually alive um and uh, and yeah she she committed a few other things but she got raided A couple weeks ago and now she's being charged with stolen valor and you know fraud um so again I asked a legitimate question I, I actually know someone from my high school who would try to say that they went into the army and I was like oh yeah when and where like and it didn't line up. And again, I was yeah. like, I'm not doing this to be a hater, but like, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. So like <laughs> the fuck is going on, bro. Um, and no, so that's about kind of that. what I pointed out with, with Sarah. I didn't mean it to be in any way. I was just like, well, did anyone verify her DD 214? And, and every veteran has a specific, uh, you know, number. And so she copied it from she's a civilian. She was working at the VA. She copied it from an actual combat Marine veteran. And so when people were actually digging, they found out that that Marine is still alive. And, um, and he was like, was she ever your provider? And you know, asked him like some questions though. So again, they found out that she copied a- an actual person's DD-214 down to the code and, um, and yeah, falsified records. So I was just like, that's all I was asking in the in the comment section and I just got like bombarded with like other women like oh well you're supposed to be blindly following other women blah 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 no I'm you just, can't no, I know you shouldn't I will never blindly follow anyone because some people are just full of shit and some people lie and and you know when you start asking questions you get called the bad guy but really I'm just calling out like I don't know fucking the bullshitter in the room, I guess. Like if you can't line up words with facts that I'm just kind of like, all right, bro, like what's going on here? Um, and that's fair to say. I, I, I think again, like people just want the blind following, the blind support. Like they want to be like celebrity status where they're untouchable. They can get away with whatever, but that's not real life.
0: Everyone can be touched. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Look at me. <laughs> Look, I fucking will reach out and touch you. Like everyone, yeah, watch out. I will. And that I say that very seriously because I think people forget when they get to a certain point that it is their fucking duty, it is their obligation whether civilian or veteran to be honest, be who you say you are. And everyone regardless of your stature, status or whatever can be touched.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you're not this untouchable unbreakable like being like that's that ego that uh i've seen a lot of people get into and that's again where i try to just stay humble because i'm not always right and that is okay if i'm unapproachable then i'm not really doing my job you know that's not the fucking point mm-hmm. um and that's where a lot of people just aren't interested in in hearing that and they don't understand like What's a critic and what's a hater type of thing? Like, right. there's people that are wanting to help you, like hold you accountable to be better so that if a situation like that happens again, you know how to respond instead of how you did in the past. Like, hmm. I, that's just like a, a basic human thing. I just don't understand why some people think that they can avoid it. Um, you know, you, can, you think, can run all you want, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, if you're going to put yourself out there, you, you better be willing to, I want to say, nobody expects the. Nobody enjoys it. But if you're trying to do something, anybody who's trying to do something is always going to get shade. It doesn't matter from whom, it doesn't matter how big, if you're trying to do anything in this world, that is not the status quo. That is not in somebody's, you know, repertoire of even dreams or ideas. You're going to get something from someone at any point. And you have to be willing to also know that too.
1: Yeah. That's, that's like 100% real. Like no one is a perfect being, but you can hold yourself accountable where you need to and be better and at least acknowledge it. Cause like you can avoid it, but that Mm kind of speaks on your character you can speak on it and be like, Hey, you know, I fucked up or I did this or what have you. Um, And that way it shows other people that they can, they can grow, but there are certain situations where some people are just shitty um, you know, and they use people and, you know, they, they have like, they're sitting on their throne and they've had to like walk all over people, use, manipulate, whatever to get there. So that's where I'm like, Hey, congratulations. But the way you did it, not the best way. Yeah. Can you way. feel, that, yeah, can you feel good you about yourself? Teach? Yeah. Like, is that something that you would teach your kids? So like, it's harder and it takes more time, but I think being a, being a good person and making better choices is just, The easiest thing that you could do for yourself because like, you know, lies and everything else can just get so messy. And then when you get involved with someone that can't even tell you the truth, like you start to like kind of question reality. So, um, I tend to avoid a lot of folks like that, or they aren't, aren't able to be honest with themselves or at least like hold themselves accountable. Cause it's just like less drama. Again, I feel like they love those little little fires of like chaos. And I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm good. Like I love my, my, my small crew and my family and my dog and I'm good. Um, But also
0: I think, I think it's, you know, that's a reflection of themselves when people often want to start drama with other things or other people, you know, they, if they were to sit with themselves for a moment in peace, they wouldn't like what they feel or see. Exactly. So, you know, they thrive on others. And so I, and those are just hurt people that hurt people or people yeah. who don't know how to cope with things. And yeah. like I said, it doesn't make it right. Um, yeah. but you know, if you're, if you're trying to be a leader in the community and you're still acting like that, I mean, you need to look yourself in the mirror and really realize what, you know, success or those things have done to you because yeah. everyone should strive to be their The yeah. kindest they can, the world is like difficult enough. We don't need to make it harder.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. They need to show up as their best self. But yeah, mm-hmm. I remember feeling that way when I was like 17. And, and again, like reflecting on myself, I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad that I've come a long way. I've put in that hard work to not show up as that, but it, it does get frustrating to see other women still kind of be in that. And I'm like,
0: girl at this day and age. Yeah. yeah. Cause what's the, um, comparison is the, uh, beef of joy. Thank you. Yes. She finishes my sentences. Yeah. That makes me happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, but seriously, like it's true. You no, know, she's a she's a rose. You're a peony. Still so beautiful. Still both can show up and have a place. Mm-hmm. Like, um, again, just I think it's just easier for me to call myself out and my shit to help other people. But yeah, just like it doesn't have to be the way that it is. Like you know, it can always be no. better. So yeah, we can-,
0: can always be better and do better.
1: For show.
0: So tell me about the podcast. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, um, speaking of like, I got my start in another platform and that what we were, what we were just talking about is basically what I was talking about kind of just, um, but anyways, I left that podcast and I decided to start my own something real and like, you know, honest. Um, so I created uh, Resilient and Rowdy. Um, it was at first the Rowdy Femme, um, but then I kind of realized that the platform and the podcast wasn't really about me. It was just like a platform and a place for people to, to show up and, and kind of like speak their truth. Um, I'm really a strong advocate for, you know, obviously survivors of like military sexual trauma, but just that kind of stuff nonetheless, I wanna be a voice and a platform for survivors. Um, and people that have been through shit but can still persevere so that's exactly what it is resilient and rowdy like you can have fun with it like work hard play hard um and just a little bit of everything so i wanted some serious discussions but i also didn't want it to be too serious to where people couldn't really be themselves mostly me because i love to say the word fuck, and you know my family doesn't like that and i'm just like well you can fuck off i'm just kidding <laughs> fuck but off. you know um, so it's been really, really fun doing that. I I mean it, it is a little bit more so military-esque, but I want everyone to join. So I've been trying to make it a little more like lottie dotty, everybody friendly. Um, but <laughs> yeah, just highlighting people that have been through shit and have overcome it and what they did to like get to where they are now so that hopefully other people can listen and be inspired and be like, hey, they've been through so much and struggled and it didn't happen right away, but they pushed through and they like, they're showing up as the person that they need to be now. So, um, that's kind of like my philosophy, but also the philosophy of the podcast. So, um, it's been really fun. I love making memes. I love making people laugh on there too. Um, but it's also like another way for me to create, um, and show up. Um, sometimes I do try out some of my really, uh, jokes that I want to try like on stage or whatever um but not always and I always just want to make sure that if I have a guest that they just feel heard and they can say whatever they want because um again people were being very dismissive like about women coming out as like survivors of something so horrendous and then they're like hey well it just kind of shows like it could be any one of your guy friends because they they trust on that lack of accountability the lack of comprehension that it could be someone that you know and especially like me being a survivor of like um stuff as a child like the way people talk about victims and survivors is just baffling so I just love to call it out I love to keep it real like it is what it is I'm not going to sugarcoat shit because honestly I feel like that's where we're like hindering as a society so resilient and rowdy is just the way for me to just talk about serious things and then like you know making a little little goofy every now and then just kind of switching it up but that's just how life is so it's been super fun and super fulfilling but it it's kind of like one of those things like I felt like it was draining me a little bit so I like had to take a step back and and take a break or or focus on the guest more so than my own things because again like people are really creepy on the internet so like I felt like anything <laughs> that I was saying could be like taken into a, a certain way. And I was just like, and, and again, yeah, just creepers. And they're like, oh,
0: you're going to be where, who, what? was like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be safe. Yeah,
1: for sure. But yeah, it's been super fun. Um, and I was just recently like at a big, like nonprofit event. So I just can't wait to like highlight other, uh, like successful veterans and like their companies and stuff. So like, again, I think the podcast is just a way for me to like professionally keep doing what I do personally. So, but it's so much fun. I think someone needs that, like, um, they need that hype person. Um, and, and if, if I'm not supporting other veterans or other people, then like, what am I doing? I'm just like everyone else. So like, um, I love meeting the people behind the business and getting to know them and like, really seeing them for who they are. So when I have someone on the podcast, like it, it genuinely means a lot. Um, and I value like what they bring to the table more than just title or company or net worth type of thing. So, right.
0: Yeah. I love that because yeah. that's what people want to hear. They want to hear yeah. the real and that's what you give them. And that's, that makes me, that makes me really happy. I'm glad yeah. that you found something like that. It's a beautiful Thanks so thing. Much. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been
1: a really fun project. And, uh, hopefully it will turn into more. I definitely have more plans for resilient and rowdy or at least like R and R I'll definitely keep it as a podcast, but I just want it to grow and to kind of like really help people. So there's definitely going to be some more projects in, in store in the future, but, uh, yeah, baby steps. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
0: That's okay. You never need to know what you're doing. The fact is that you're trying and that's yeah. all that matters. Um, yeah. well, you're, you're always going to be welcome to tell us all of the things that you've got going on because I think I think our listeners are going to love you, and not only that, I think they're going to want to hear you, and they're going to want to follow you, and know what you're doing, and so they're going to want to keep updated on these amazing projects that you kind of have coming. Do you want to say anything about any of those organizations that you enjoy supporting so much?
1: Um, yeah, so uh, Veteran Success Resource Group, um, Black Rifle Coffee Company um, have been like big help. Uh, Hero- uh, Heroic,
0: what is it? Heroic Hearts Project.
1: Yes. They're big too. Um, just all, like all of these people have been wonderful military talent partners, um, has helped me with my resume and making myself like as marketable as possible and showing up and being able to sell myself. <laughs> That's the best. I'm uh, yeah. um, sorry. It's just the way I said it, but yeah, being able to show up and market myself um, as you know, someone that is capable and can bring stuff to the table has been so great. So these organizations have really helped empower me and get me to where I am. So if you are in need of help, definitely check them out. They're all on Instagram. Um,
0: we'll get your yeah. links and we'll put them in your bio too, so that everybody can find every single one of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, thank you so much, Kelsey, for having me on. It means a lot.
0: No, no worries, man. You're funny. You, you're you've got an incredible platform. I think you're trying to do amazing things, and and it's about like you said, it's about Having these conversations, being, being, feeling safe enough to have these conversations, elevating the the people that are trying to help others that there's, we should always be trying, always be trying to unify people and make people feel seen, heard, and welcomed. And that's exactly what you're doing. So why the hell wouldn't you be on the show, Missy? Yeah, Thank you. You're so welcome. So what's your social so everyone can find you? Um,
1: Jess C. James on everything. And then on TikTok, I'm Jess and Bear. I have the really cutest Shiba Inu um, and then resilient.rowdy. Yeah, that's I love it.
0: Okay, so everyone else, go give her a follow. Give her the love she deserves, please. And uh, you stick with me. We will see you all next week.